Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm on with Benjamin McAvoy, founder and CEO of Benjable. Thank you so much, Benjamin, for being in the show. Appreciate Thanks it. I'm excited to be here. Looking forward to it. <laughs> awesome. And the game of baseball is really fun, fun game to play, but sometimes it's a little bit difficult. That's why um, Benjamin here got the idea of making the game more inclusive and adaptable. So the, the company and the product have been up for over five years now, which is pretty amazing. So you created this Benji Ball uh, right after you graduated college. But where did ideas start? Yeah, absolutely. So initially, the idea did start about five years ago. Um, I was on the beach with my family. I saw two kids, I'm assuming brothers, playing wiffle ball. And we were just talking about how difficult it was to play the game of baseball with a minimum of two people. So me, my sister, my dad, my brother, my aunt and uncle, we were all kind of chatting and talking about uh, different ways that you can try to play with a minimum of two people and customize the game to that. So that's where we kind of got chatting and talking about uh, the idea that we have, which is a 12-sided ball now. Uh, so each side has a different outcome of an at-bat on each side, mm -hmm. such as single, home run, double play, grand slam, basically everything that you can have when you go uh, and get an at-bat in baseball. And sort of wanted to incorporate a game of chance into the, into the game, whether you're playing it on the beach or in your backyard. So you don't really have to worry about playing all positions. It can sort of just incorporate that game of chance. That's what makes it really good, right? So how about the, the business itself? Can you tell me how it works and stuff right now? What's like your main focus in, in providing this product to your customers? Exactly, absolutely. So just like you said, about five years ago is when I really uh, came up with the idea. And then I actually really started working on the business just about a year and a half mm -hmm. ago. Um, so I was in college throughout the time. Uh, I, I really started working on it through college and then took it on really full time after college. So coming up on about two years now. And since then, uh, I launched pre-orders just about a year ago. And after that, I, I started shipping out products just about three months ago now. So products in hands, it's in about, I, last I checked, it was 39 out of 50 states that have been customers in. So it's getting played, US, which is awesome and exciting, trying to continuously expand and and right now I'm going real heavy and trying to get it involved in schools and summer programs and uh, after school camps. Mm. And there is also just that aspect of a lot of our customers are seeing it on TikTok, on social media. The kids are sending it to their parents or sending it to their gym teachers. That's where the parents are ordering and the schools are ordering. So it's been great. Now, now it's really in the phase where product is in people's hands. I, I had this statement where I was like, most important thing I need is just bats and hands, bats and balls and hands. I need people to be able to play. So they can actually see the game instead of just seeing it on social media from mm. the making. So I got I was fortunate to get some real uh, early virality right around this time last year on TikTok. And that mm. really helped uh, kick that momentum for me and, and get me real excited to make sure I get this product made. Because at the time I only had samples. I didn't I only had samples and prototypes. So from just about March of 2022 to July-ish was when I was really working on making sure the production was set in stone. And then production got going. And then by October, it was here at my fulfillment center. And then we started shipping out, or by, sorry, December, it was here at my fulfillment center. Uh, and then by mm. late December, we started finally shipping out to customers. So then people's hands and getting played around the country. So can't complain about that. That's the thing that I'm also like uh, amazed about. It's pretty amazing how you like market this product. Okay. And you're um, pretty good in doing it. So the question goes like this. How do you, can you share to us like a strategy that you use to successfully like market this? I know you're already in TikTok and social media, but can we delve into that further? Like how did you like the strategy that you use in marketing this? 
Yeah, absolutely. So I, I really lean heavy on uh, some of my friends who have launched businesses and have done real successful. And I lean heavy on them to come up with different ideas, whether it's uh, marketing uh, ideas on social media or in-person style marketing. And social media was initially what really took off for me, like you mentioned, the TikTok. Uh, one of my friends, his name is JT Barnett. He's like the TikTok guru. I get, he's the best at TikTok that I know. And uh, a lot of people reach out to him for uh, advice. And he actually works with brands to help them grow their social medias. So I was fortunate enough that uh, I was just basically, I became, I was friends with him and then he would have a group chat with me and a couple of other, our, our friends that are founders. And he would just kind of send ideas in there like, Hey, make a video telling this story or telling that story. Uh, so that was really where it started. And I, I basically just told the story of the brand, how I came up with the idea, why I came up with the idea and what I'm doing to actually launch the company. So that if you go way deep in my TikTok. You'll see the very early stages of Benji Ball before I even had production going. And it was just showing the early samples I had, me presenting it in college pitch competitions, talking about it at different organizations. And that was really just my my whole thing. I just wanted to do storytelling. I wanted to tell people who I was mm. and let people know not just about the brand, but who the person is behind it. And JT was real big on emphasizing to me that people nowadays, especially with the rise of social media, they're still going to go buy an iPhone, right? They, they don't care who the who the person is that's designing it or who the founder of Apple is. They're just going to buy it because they know it's a great product. Nowadays, though, when you're introducing new products, people really care about who the person is behind it and who they're supporting. So here I am, I'm talking about Benchy Ball, the process of why I designed it and made it. But then I'm also showing, here's what I do in my free time. Here's what I did in college. Here's what I've learned from my friends. Talking just all about these different stories. So people not only get to know the brand, but get to know me. So that when they're actually making that decision to press buy now and uh, and sharing their or sending their money my way for the business, they're actually knowing that, hey, I'm not just supporting Benji Ball, I'm supporting Benjamin and the person behind the brand. So I really just want to emphasize that storytelling aspect. I totally agree with that 100%. And we love stories, right? Like, <laughs> definitely, definitely. And uh, so far, what do you think is like the biggest like challenge that this company have faced so far? And how did you overcome it? Absolutely. I think the biggest challenge was uh, actually getting it made and getting production. So mm. actually, uh, like I said, I was starting the idea around five years ago. I, I put it on the back burner for a while and kind of didn't really focus on it throughout college because I, I was also a, a hockey player in college and also just a student. So I needed to make sure I was getting my good grades and and doing the best I can in school. So when I really got that motivation and free time to start working on Benji Ball and realizing that I, I want to pursue this, I was trying to figure out how am I going to get this made? I had no experience in uh, supply chain management, production, 3D modeling, any of that stuff. So that's where I really leaned heavy on my friends and just mentors and people who have gone through it. And I was never afraid to send a cold DM or a cold LinkedIn message. And I would always just say, hey, like I, I love what you're doing. Uh, and then just try to build a relationship there, especially with people like JT that I was just mentioning. Mm. I'm never afraid to be a fan of someone. I, I genuinely enjoy supporting people. And I just like seeing other people win. And in turn, I have been able to, to meet all these great people who have led me down right paths when I didn't really know what to do, such as production. So I was trying to get the product made. I was reaching out to some manufacturers in my home, uh, home state of Massachusetts and I had it going, got it, got it going real well, was getting quoted out on the production. And then boom, we got hit with COVID. So that shut the manufacturer down, pretty much every other manufacturer down. So when they decided to open uh, or when they decided to start manufacturing again, a little bit here and there during COVID when they were allowed to, when the state allowed them to, 
they decided to not pursue any uh, any consumer products, and we're really only focusing on medical uh, devices. So that's where I pretty much had to start start from scratch. So it was the the toughest process I had to go through was finding the manufacturer. That I finally mm-hmm. found it, and then I had to go through it again. So when I went through that aspect, that's where I really decided to lean heavy and just reach out to all these all these friends and people and be like, what are, what are your thoughts? How do I find a manufacturer? Where do I go? And then that's where those people really led me down the process of uh, putting me in touch with the right people and and trying to help me actually find that manufacturer. And then just about two weeks after that was when I found my manufacturer I've been working with since. That's amazing. So um, regardless of uh, the situation, even if you're going to start from scratch, you're still gonna, like going to do the thing as long as you have the like the willingness to do it. And I was pretty amazed on how you like build your um, like your network. Probably you're really good in like establishing relationship with the people around you, uh, providing value to them. Because uh, as what I've heard so far, you've got like a good leverage with from your network. So how about we'll talk about that? How do you like like establish this network that you have, like this group of people? Absolutely. Yeah. And great question. And thank you. I appreciate that. It, it really started, I had the drive to reach out to people that I didn't think I could actually get in touch with. That, that was where it really was. I was like, who can I try to get in touch with that? Most likely I won't be able to, but if they do respond, it'll be, it'll make my year. So I was, I was a finance guy in college. I studied finance. So I was always a big fan of Warren Buffett. So he was like my first person that I sent a cold message to. I, I mailed it to um, I wrote out a whole letter. I mailed it to him. I didn't get a response from him. I got like an auto generated, um, letter back, but I still have it framed in my room just cause that was my initial like cold reach out. And that was what really kickstarted that excitement for me. Um, so then I really started noticing the, the potential of getting in touch with people right probably around my, I think it was my senior year of high school or freshman year of college when I reached out to his, he's like considered the Warren Buffett of Boston. If I couldn't get in touch with Warren Buffett, I was going to try to get in touch with the next biggest person. Uh, and he's a hedge fund manager in Boston. And I sent him a cold email. I managed to scour the internet and try out a couple different emails, get in touch with him. And I just told him, I was like, Hey, I really admire this and that. And the way he, I, I forget the specifics of what I said, but I just talked about a certain investment strategy that he had. Um, and just told him that I admired what he did and, and looked up to him that I could be in a position as him uh, like him one day. I wasn't ever asking for anything. I was just genuinely a fan of these people. So that was my biggest thing. And then I was like, hey, this guy ended up responding. Since then, we'll maybe exchange an email or two every year for the past four or five years pretty much now. And uh, I really took that excitement into Instagram once I was going heavy on Instagram. And Another friend of mine, Bobby Hobart, he had this podcast called Purpose in the Youth. And mm-hmm. when I started listening to his podcast, he would interview young founders, creators, people in this industry. And I would just follow every single one that he was interviewing. And I love podcasts. So I was always listening and finding like key takeaways. So I just message him and say, hey, I loved you on Bobby's podcast. I really liked this point that you talked about. It was just, I, I, I learned something from them. So I figured the least I could do was let them know. Mm-hmm. And that just led to a couple year conversations with some of these people. And then I decided to take a solo trip out here to California in October of 2021. Yeah, October of 2021. Wow. And uh, that's when I, I had my first ask. That was the first time I asked these people for really anything. And I was like, hey, I would love to meet you. I'm coming out here. Can I buy you a coffee? Can I buy you lunch? I would just like to shake your hand and thank you and meet you in person. 
So I probably sent around 75 DMs. I think I got around 50 or 60 responses. And I ended up meeting with a majority of these founders who have led their companies to nine-figure exits or founders who are, mm. are doing nine figures a year. And all these people in this creator entrepreneurial space, just because of those relationships that I had established in early college years, just from being a fan of them. So I think for anyone that's really trying to get in touch with people, whether it's professional athletes or um or entrepreneurs or people that they may not think will ever respond to them. My biggest thing that I always say to my friends is just send the message because the worst that can happen is you don't get a response. The best that can happen, they do get, they do get a response. So what is, what's, it's not going to hurt you to, to send the message. So just send it and, and just be a fan. Don't be afraid to be a fan of someone because that was the biggest thing that's helped me and, and built my, my amazing friend group that I'm extremely grateful for these days. That's like, the story behind the product, it's, it's pretty amazing. It's, that's the, the foundation that you structure so that, that you've built so far. And with this company that you have, or let's say, for example, yourself, what is your like, core tenant or like, the, the core principle that you got in building a business? What's the foundation behind, aside from this relationship? Absolutely. I, I think the, the biggest thing for me and the foundation that I've focused on is, is that community building and actually tying it sort of back into letting people know who I am and, and uh, having access to me. And where I think that's valuable is any, anytime someone's commenting on a TikTok post, it's me responding. I'm a one-person team. So anytime someone emails me for customer support, that's me. So it's always great for me. And I, I took something where uh, another founder, this guy, Mark, that started this company called Iconic, a few years ago, I, I heard him on a podcast talking about when he launched his company, he called his first 500 customers to thank them, ask them how they found out about the company and just chat with them and really get that personal aspect. So I wrote that down in my journal back in 2018. I still have that journal. And it said, one of my goals with starting, my, starting a business is to call my first customers. So when I launched this business, one of the coolest things I got to do was actually check that off my list and call the customers and thank them for purchasing, thank them for supporting me and ask them how they found out about me. And that was what really initiated that aspect of building a community. And I think what is so important to the growth of Benji Ball and what my biggest foundation is, is always just being one, try to be as, as easy to access as possible for obviously a, a set period of time. I, I mean, it's not going to be uh, something that's really possible to scale with as the business grows. I may not be able to mm. respond to everything, but I think right now in building that core group of uh, early supporters and, and people that are just supporting Benjamin and really enjoy uh, the game, I think that's super important to me because that's where you're going to start getting that word of mouth growth and not not the marketing that I have to really do. I do that initial marketing, but then if they go out and tell their friends and family, that's where that really shows the strength of community. And I'm starting to mm. see my real foundation is just go heavy on community building and actually interacting with the people who are supporting me because without them, I wouldn't be able to run the business. I like that a lot. Like the sincerity and the answer, it sounds very genuine, but it, I believe it's it's definitely genuine from you, like how you establish your relationship. But that's, I think, um, a lot of businesses uh, have missed because they're doing like a lot of fancy stuff. So they forget about the simplicity, about like being good with, with the people that you interact with, like the relationships that you have. Um, with that, actually, I would like to ask, uh, what advice can you give to those people who already have a product idea in mind and wanted to make the business out from that product? 
So like what you've did with, with, with Bingeable. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing, are, are you saying if they already have the business running or just like more, more of a prototype? It's more of a prototype. They have the product idea, but um, they're like afraid of like taking the first step of doing a business out of it. Like, okay. What's the first thing that you should do? I think the biggest thing that you can do early on is go to the target market that you're looking for. So say, for example, that you're starting a, we'll just use Benjamin for an example, like a backyard game, right? go to the schools that you would want to buy, that you would want to be your customers, go to these summer camps, go to parents of kids within the age range of the game and just show them the prototype, especially if you have one. If you don't have a physical prototype, show them a photo of the idea and then describe the game and really get that early feedback from those people that will potentially be your customers. Because the biggest thing that you don't want to do is launch a product and have no clue who's going to buy it, if anyone even will buy it, or if there's any real interest behind it. So if you are able to have some sort of prototype or even a drawing, I think the biggest thing is to get some initial visual that people can see if it is a physical mm -hmm. product that it will be uh, and go to that end customer and ask them, what do you think about this? Uh, what would you like to see? What is, do you use something like this in your daily life? If so, how can it be better? What do you like about it? Um, what do you what do you think that about this idea that I have and any recommendations based off what I've showed you or told you so far? The biggest thing I think, and that's what really helped me, was going to that end customer mm -hmm. before I even really started. So I think that would be my biggest tip for anyone. And I totally agree with that one as well. Like determining your uh, target market before even like actually creating the product. Or even if you have just like the prototype and do you have like, um, like what, what can you speak like uh, about metrics and KPIs to use, like to, to measure the success of your business? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm still so early in the, in the business. So the analytics are really now starting to come in. Um, so I'm, I'm really starting to focus on that. I think honestly, something that I was really focused on, cause like followers, likes and comments, that's all great on TikTok, mm. but does that convert? That's the biggest thing. So when I was getting that early virality, like I said, I didn't have a product to sell. So I was just offering the ability to sign up for the pre-orders, right? And I mm. submitting their emails. I managed to go from 80 email subscribers who were mostly my family and friends to over 2,000 now within a very short period of time just from the TikTok. That's not really my KPI that I'm focused on, but it's now that conversion and how they're converting. So I was, mm. I was noticing that the early sales were really coming from social media, right? And people yeah, and liking it and then say, hey, I'll go buy this. But now I think my biggest metric that I'm looking at is the people that are actually purchasing and what's going on after that. So a lot of the organizations specifically that have purchased from me, I would speak with one or two people that are a part of a, a summer camp, right? And they may be a nationwide summer camp. I'll talk to one or two of them in one specific, mm. use South Carolina as an example, because South Carolina has been huge for the growth of Benji Ball just the state overall and the people buying there. So I reached out and talked to uh, one specific person in South Carolina who ran an organization there called the Miracle League. And I, they, they had purchased a couple sets from me. And that was great because it's early purchase, early customers. I really appreciate their support. And they, I still keep in touch with them. But what I noticed from that was what is coming after that purchase, right? Mm. I think the biggest thing is actually seeing the game in use by the customers and then noticing that the word of mouth is helping. So now mm. all, a, a majority of these organizations that are in South Carolina, since there are multiple there, have all ended up purchasing just because of this one initial customer that purchased and started posting about it and talking about it. So like I said, since it's still real early on, there are real no like 
number metrics or KPIs that I'm that are huge for me at the moment that I'm really diving into since I'm still mm-hmm. garnering those analytics. But right now it's more so that like word of mouth and where the customers are coming from. So that's where it's really helpful to reach out to these customers after they purchase and thank them and ask them how they found out about me, if there's anything they'd like to see for future products or anything like that. And honestly, just I, I would say just the word of mouth and, and seeing the actual game being played on social media by other people, not me posting or mm. other people posting about it on social media. That's basically what I'm measuring right now, which some people may disagree with and and may have other opinions, mm. but for me, that's what's been working. And I think as the product is starting to get in more hands, there will be more actual numbers and analytics that I'll be able to dive into. Definitely. I agree with that one. And the simplicity with um, the, the structure of your business, it's, it's just pretty amazing, but it's pretty solid. Very good. Um, if anybody wants to connect with you, Benjamin, or anyone thinking about like working with you or purchasing this fun product, where is the place that they can go? What's the best way to do that? Absolutely. The best way to connect with me would either be uh, LinkedIn, just my name, Benjamin McAvoy, that's M-C-E-V-O-Y, or uh, on Instagram as well. You can just search up my name, Benjamin McAvoy. My Instagram name is my last name, McAvoy, but instead of an O, it's a zero. So it's M-C-E-V-Zero-Y. I'm always responding on there, so they can always reach out to me on there. Uh, you can find Benji Ball on BenjiBall.com, or you can uh, find us on every social media platform at BenjiBall for all. And uh, we're we're always I'm always responding to everyone on social media. So whether you reach out on my personal account or the Benji Ball account, you're going to be getting me, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, I'll be able to chat with you. And I'm looking forward to it. That's pretty amazing. That's pretty amazing. So it, it's just more. It's more than a product. As what um, as what if you've explained it, it's what you provided to us, the information, how you did these uh, things are, are super insightful. So you've utilized well your like sphere of like influence and even go to that point of reaching out to those people that you don't even know if they respond or not. That the courage behind it, it's pretty amazing. So um, Benjamin already provided his contact information. So if anyone wants to connect with him, those are the links um, that you can access to to reach out to Benjamin. Again, Benjamin, it's very short one, but the information that you provided to us is super insightful and we can consider it this is a liquid gold. So it's amazing being uh, having you in a show. I appreciate you for having me. Thank you and uh, great questions and looking forward to staying connected. Amazing. Appreciate your time. Awesome.